to some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Um, Halloween. You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters. I'm Charlotte. I'm Ollie. And we are creeping it in the family. Uh, episode four. Four. All right. Yeah, we episode, did. No, we did scream. Episode three of reviews. That's right. What, that's no. What, no, that's why I got confused because I've got it written on top of my book episode three. Yes, I was like, four. Oh, shit. Then you called Urban Legends episode yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, I understand. But I just got confused when you said I, I'll stop writing the episode number down. <laughs> okay. Right. That's what you should <clears> have been prepared. This week. Uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street. <gasps> I was so excited about this one because you've never seen it before. I so have this is, never seen it. This is so like the first time. This is more of a reaction than a review because you do a review after you've watched it and learned everything about it. This was the first time. I've seen clips and I've seen, I watch Dead Meat's channel a lot and I've seen, I've seen his kill counts and stuff but I've never actually watched it all the way through. So we talked before just very briefly about your apprehensions about this horror film. So I just want you to go into that before... Right, so from what I've heard about, not from what I've heard, but from what I see about this film, and I think it's mainly due to the later on films, I just heard it was some like silly, wacky, like like comedy horror. And to me, I watch horrors to get scared. Like I, I, I like a bit of humour in a film, but like when the, when the whole thing's a joke, I basically think, oh, I'm not going to be scared at it. Yeah. Um, and that's what I thought Nightmare on Elm Street was, because I thought Freddy Krueger was more of a... Um, like a more of a like what's the word like people like people like he wasn't the antagonist no like he he is a fan favorite and for yeah. me like like he was liked and you shouldn't you shouldn't, you shouldn't like, like the villain you should like the film and like but you know what I'm saying like yeah. it was it was funny and I thought how could yeah I mean he became sort of like even within the films and like from the films to real life he became sort of a celebrity figure you know mom big up mom. When she was about seven or eight years old, Grandma bought her a Freddy Krueger poster to put up on a wall, and yeah. she had it up on a wall. She loved Freddy Krueger, and I must admit, I quite like Freddy Krueger. My my thoughts on the film, mate. It's a very good film. I did really enjoy it, but it doesn't scare me. No. And, and if you go into that with the mind that I'm not here to be scared, then yeah, it's good. But there were some creepy factors about it. But the majority of it, the the thing is for me, I've got it written down here. And this applies for all horrors, like Insidious is even one of them, um, Nightmare on Elm Street. When it stops becoming reality, then it stops becoming scary. Yeah, it stops becoming scary. Like in Insidious, when they actually go into the further. Further, yeah. And they're in the demon. It's not as scary because the the scary bit for me is a realism of it. Like it it could happen. Or when like Ghostface unmasks himself, it loses its... I'm not scared of the film anymore. I'm not like... Yeah. Like when I was a kid and we used to watch Screams, I'd, I'd hide behind a pillow the whole film and then as soon as a mask came off, even though there's fine. more jump scares coming, I, 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 it won't bother me anymore. So, but do you think that's because we've become so desensitised towards horror? Because, you know, I can't... The more modern the film is, the more, you know, the more technologically advanced it is, the scarier it becomes now. So do you think... Do, is there really an 80s slasher that can scare somebody anymore? Mm. who's watched horror like halloween last week i yeah it it made me jump yeah, I occasionally times, i didn't yeah. shit myself i just jumped she's up <laughs> <laughs> didn't shit myself all right we'll agree to you shit yourself at something last night as well didn't you didn't someone make you jump in because i remember just it feeling your legs jolt 
I was like, well, you shit yourself. Yeah, I jumped at a part in the film. I can't remember yeah. what it was. I'm sure, as we go through the film, it might pop back into your head. Yeah, I'll just randomly come up with it. So we have the opening, um, and it's just Freddy's knife being made. So it's how it's down in the basement, the steam room, and it's we see his knife being made and his glove being put on. And that's really... I, I quite like the opening. It's quite effective. It tells you about the weapon. And it is pretty genius, the weapon. I wonder it's, where we got that it, from. I, I'd say without a doubt, it's the most iconic horror weapon like of anyone. Definitely. Because Michael Myers is as iconic as he is. It's just got a kitchen knife. They're all just knives, whereas this is something yeah, unique. Maybe Jason's not... machete, but it was nowhere near as big Yeah, a you can have a machete, but, you know, I could look at a machete and think, you know any film i could think i could look at a kitchen knife and yeah. think of gordon ramsay yeah but if you saw razor blade fingers you think freddy yeah, krueger you know like you would you wouldn't think of anything else so yeah it's an iconic weapon it's fantastic um so we start with tina in a dream state so we don't quite know she's in a dream just yet it's sort of like we don't really know what's going on we don't see her asleep we just see her sort of waking up the the white gown gives it away but that's only because I, i'd imagine if i watched this film when it was released and you have no idea about what freddy krueger is yeah you i wouldn't have been able to sell it with a dream but but i thought oh she's wearing a white robe this ain't yeah, real life because she was in a boiler room in a, in a white robe yeah so Ch- uh, freddy chase is a manages to sort of get hold of her and shreds her clothes yeah. So, like, he, she gets, like, a big front strip in the middle. I just laugh how everybody's so nonchalant about it in the film. It's, like, woken up. And the mother's, a mother says, she's like, you just need to cut those fingernails. Yeah, that, like, that's the first um, hint towards the ability of making, the like, coming across from dream world to our world. Like, the effects can yeah. last in both. And it is. It's it's almost frustrating. I, when I was re- uh, watching this, all I kept thinking about was Dead by Daylight. And how annoying... Great film, fucking hell, great oh, game. <laughs> I was miles away. Yeah, it's a great game, but you know, if you are Freddy Krueger in that game, you are you've pretty much guaranteed to win. It's very easy. That's just his fucking overpowered though. He's just yeah. It's, uh, it's, but that's it's un, it. It's he's he's yeah. back into the. He's in the dream world, mm. and he can send you into the dream world. And it's you know, it's it is slightly frustrating. I was getting a bit pissed off with that game. To be fair, try playing on a big TV in a dark room. I shit myself. I can't even play it on my Nintendo Switch. I shit my pants. Um. So anyway, you've got. Uh, the creepy kids as well. So iconic um, scene. Never, yeah, I've never watched a film, but I know as soon as I hear that in my head, I know Nightmare on Elm Street. And it's the song, isn't it? It's uh, we used to sing that when we were in like year five. We used to scare people. So glad they changed the hymn sheet since then. No, we just sing Lord of the Dance. <laughs> you made it sound like you made it sound like you're sat in hall in, in like, the assembly. <laughs> the head teacher missed. I can't. I don't think I can say your name. But what was the name? For mine, the blonde one. Oh, Miss Tong. Miss Tong. Oh, what a legend. There she was go. great. One, two, two three. <laughs> and here's the recorder solo. <laughs> Did anyone ever actually learn to play that fucking instrument? By the way, I did everyone's go, ooh, fucking <laughs> I learned how to play. I can play a lot of the dance now. Yeah, everyone can play. <laughs> All right, right. Not... We'll get a recorder and you can try and play a lot of the no, dance. No, it's bad for audio. Yeah, uh, sure it is. Right, yeah. anyway. <laughs> so the ballet, ballet scene, skipping scene. Yeah, it's it's a stereotypical thing. Like, if, even if you've not seen A Nightmare on Elm Street, you sort of know where it comes from. Yeah. And it's featured in nearly all the films after that. Um, So then we get the school scene. We see little Glyn, Glenn, 
I think she. I think he's called Glenn, but she just. It sounds like Glenn a lot of the time. I think I thought it was Glenn. Yeah, it's Glenn. Um, Johnny Depp. You didn't know it was Johnny Depp. No, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I, it don't look like. Obviously, he's a lot younger there. But once told me, I could see it. But it won't like obvious in my face. I, I couldn't work out who it was. Yeah. So there's um. You've got Glenn, you've got Nancy, you've got Tina, and then you've got Rod as well. Um, they're all meeting at school. It's clear Tina's sort of shaken up. She's clearly rattled by her nightmares. And Nancy sort of, uh, she talks about the idea of he's dreaming the same thing or something like yeah, that. Or yeah. there's, she, it's similar. And all through the film, there's that nuance right at the beginning of, oh, yeah, we all have nightmares. I have nightmares too. But because... Nightmares are such a common thing. It's like yeah. you don't really go into specifics. Um, then we cut to Tina's house, I believe. Is it T- uh, Tina's house? Yes, it is Tina's house. Is it Tina's? Yeah, because when they're having sex, Rod makes life in a oh, makes yeah, a comment yeah, about yeah. it being Tina's mum's bed. Yeah. Um, so they're at Tina's house. This bit actually made me laugh so much. The telephone when he, scene. When it was at the airport. I've got that written in my notes. This film genuinely is funny and it's not not in the cringy way. Like, Scream could get away with being uh, self-conscious because it was the first of its it kind. Was, yeah, and it was meta as yeah, well. Yeah, but like, like when horror films just try and force comedy down your throat and it, like little subtle bits like that because it, I've got it throughout this, uh, throughout my notes. I, I, like the, the characters are, are really good. Like, it's hard to get invested in in teens, or well, not even just teens characters in a horror because the chances are they're going to die and it's more worried about making you scared than making you care about the characters. Mm. But because it didn't try and portray these these sweet teenage kids, it was just like a like a normal group of kids, like just just hanging out. Yeah, they had faults. They had they weren't perfect. They weren't yeah. completely evil. I've, they were just normal. And so like I've got an ear. So many characters like Rod at first. I put. Um, why they're making it so obvious as a dickhead like they did at the start and the parents obviously really bad parents but then as the film goes on I changed my opinion on them I thought oh, actually like like it, that that one the full portrayal that was just the start of it yeah, like when Rod's, when Rod's struggling and asking for help I felt sorry for him yeah and I do you know this is Wes Craven and I know that he obviously didn't write it but he directed it and I do think a lot of his direction comes from getting us invested in the characters just like he did in Scream. Yeah. You know, we become invested and we want these characters to pull through. Um, so yeah, the stereo, like he's not allowed to stay over and so Glenn rings his mum and he's got like the aeroplane noises in the background yeah. and then it changes to like a car crashing like and then a shoot out and it's like, yeah, I just think it's the neighbours. That made me laugh a lot. It, it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it and it's been, it must have been about nine or ten years since I've seen this original. Yeah. It's been a really long time, probably around the same time I'd watched Halloween and so I didn't remember that but it was really funny. Um, Rod looks like he belongs in Greece. <laughs> Looks like Michael Jackson. Uh, he he kept that old school. Yeah, yeah, he kept talking like a T-bird as well, and from Greece. And so I was just a bit like, okay, leather jacket and all that. But it is what it is. So they, Tina and well, Rod is scraping a is it a trowel against the window, and yeah. Tina and Nancy and Glenn sort of hear it now. Whether Tina's had a conversation with Rod before and said, you know, he's got razor fingers, and you know, it, I could hear the scraping. Whether she's had that conversation with him, which I don't think she would have done, and he, and he just like played on that, or whether he was having the same dream and subconsciously was doing that because that was what scared him. Yeah, was quite interesting. Either or, yeah, because we never see him talk. We never see Tina completely talk about it until the after they've had sex. Um, 
Glenn's listening. Glenn listening to the sex noises did make me laugh quite a lot. Yeah. His face was just. He was just not impressed. Um, then you've got the classic iconic scene with Nancy. Um, she's laid in bed, and the cross falls off the wall. Yeah, the elastic wall. I think that's how I put down special effects. Like, I prefer old the older horror films because the effects are. They're made by a team in like a room, like physically having to make these effects out of rather than just yeah, than just CGI, which is what most films it. nowadays are. And you can, you can just spot it. It's just it just feels cheap, like when it's when it's special effects, yeah. like on a computer as opposed to actually doing it in real life. Yeah, I mean this it it was going to be a bit of a behind the scenes thing, but I ended up just putting it in the notes because I have quite a few things. Um, it was actually a spandex uh, spandex wall, so I think it was the creative arts director. I think pressed himself against it and pressed down and that's how the effect was created it was created. really good it looked it looked good yeah i love that scene i think it's fantastic um tina and rod are having a chat and you're very right at the very first scene he was seen to be a dickhead yeah and nobody really wanted i, I certainly didn't care whether he lived or well, that, died that's what i was like i was like oh well he's probably gonna die yeah. because you make someone out a, a director and a, and a writer will make someone out to be such a knobhead so it's a bit of a relief when they die you get a bit of a get in like oh he's gone yeah that's one more down but, but I'm, glad, I'm glad that he won't he won't like that throughout the whole film yeah and we have that he has that conversation with Tina and I really did feel for him there when you know she was explaining that it, well he said to her he was like you know I didn't sleep well either and she says did you have a nightmare and he was like it's it's not only girls that can have nightmares yeah. and i quite like that it sort of it it put a real vulnerability into the male characters as well and it does you get that perspective of the damsel in distress and that's because a lot of the time that's what women are in for a horror film but there's one final girl and then everybody else just yeah cops it and so for rod to say that was quite important i thought um so they go to sleep um Tina wakes up to rocks being thrown at the window. Yeah. And uh, stands up and looks outside. And the rocks are continually thrown. And one smashes the window and gets stuck inside it. Now, at this point, you won't go outside. I mean, I know it's a nightmare. No, I... But she doesn't know she's in a nightmare at that point. She's... I know, but if Freddy is in control of everything that happens in that nightmare, is he in control of... No, her. I don't think so. Or else it'd be so much easier. But does he want to make it easier? He likes to, he likes to play about, doesn't he? Very true. And as a, in Dream Warriors, there's a scene. Um, What's Dream Warriors? It's the third one. The oh, third right. one. We'll look at it later, much later on. But um, there's a scene with some veins and arteries on a puppet string, and that is vile. Like that's yeah. one scene I can't handle in a horror movie. Like it freaks me out completely. And uh, he does that, and it is the impression that Freddy is the puppet master, yeah, and everybody so he, else is just the he puppet. Controls everything. But still, but still, Tina, do not go outside, especially after a nightmare. If people didn't go outside after hearing a mysterious noise, there'd be no horror films. This is very true, and you know what? I've been in situations where I've heard something, and the first thing I do is go and check it out. I don't sit there absolutely bricking it. You know, I've been to dads before, and it was. Uh, something was going off outside but it sounded like it was coming from upstairs and I remember because my friend Lauren was over as well and <laughs> we had the dog I think it was I think it was when we had Maya yeah and Maya was barking and getting freaked out and 
I did. I wanted to go upstairs, and I was like, no, don't go upstairs. And I was like, no, but it could be something upstairs. I need to go check it. The first thing you actually do instinctively is want to go and check everything's okay for that peace of mind. So I suppose, really. I think it depends on the nature of the sound. Like, if it, like if I heard something, if I heard uh, a knock, I'd be a bit more concerned because a knock's a noise that you'd make by knocking on a door. Whereas if I just heard something fall over... I'd I'd probably be more inclined to go see what happened, but if I hear like knocking or something, yeah. But you think on first instinct. So remember that time when you saw those three guys outside my car. Yeah. Before you even you, you didn't even think like you you shouted out the window and then you were bombing it downstairs, you know, and you don't think. But I could see that that there was just well, not necessarily kids messing about, but we live in we live in a, a place where it's full of wannabe gangsters, like you. <laughs> There's not too many people you should be afraid of, and if someone's, it looked like they were breaking into your car, you, like you are just going to run out. Mm, very true. It's but not, it is, it's, it's, not, it's inst- not often a thief would turn around and start on you after caught <laughs> them thieving. But even so, it's sort of the instinct is there to go and check things out. So I can understand it. So this is the first time that we get introduced to Freddie, and uh, like he, he's sort of covered in, sh- he's shrouded by shadows at the very beginning, and yeah. so you can't really see much of him. And then Tina says, "Oh God!" And this is the iconic line: holds up his knife and he says, "This, this is God." Is God. Yeah. And oh, that's so good. I must admit, Robert England, he if I if I could meet one horror villain, like the actor that played them, it'd be it'd be Robert England because I actually love him. Yeah, he's just fantastic. He is. There's nobody who can do it, Freddie, like he can. Well, yeah, I, I suppose the thing is, though, like Ghostface, Myers, uh, Jason Voorhees, like majority of slashers, it's several people behind the mask, not just mm-hmm. one. Whereas the iconic films with Freddie and were Robert England. Yeah, and it's and and once again, it's Freddie's like a celebrity. Yeah. He's his own. It's like Freddie's taking on his own character. Yeah, well, so, it's because he is essentially. You've got. Like, for example, Billy Loomis wasn't um, playing the killer. He was playing a character who was playing the killer. Like, the killer is who's performing underneath mm. the mask. And Robert England was that. So you could you could put a face to the killer. Like, there was no other Freddy other than Robert England. Yeah. Whereas there's plenty of people who could wear a, a costume or a mask. Yeah, I agree with that. So, Freddy's makeup is terrifying. Like, I, for what it was... It is, it is grim. And um, Robert England had to sit for hours each day and get that put on. Like, it was a really heavy makeup process. But he, he, he does it fantastically. And he, he is... He's he's vile to look at. He's scary. Yeah, it's not it's not a good thing to look at. No. Like, there's something about, um, like, uh, costumes that um, Killers have worn, like Scream, Michael Myers. There's something that makes you call that scary, but you want to keep looking at him, like... But it, what Freddy Krueger was just like, oh god, yeah. yeah. It made you want to not look at the screen. Yeah. So uh, Tina manages to sort of end up getting grabbed by Freddy. He, he pops up from behind a tree. That like you, that's when you can tell it's yeah. Well, you could tell with the long arms and the cutting off fingers actually, but <laughs> yeah, the cutting off fingers was a bit of a giveaway. Then we cut and end Tina's nightmare because then we see it from Rod's point of view. So we just see Freddy over the yeah. sheets with Tina, but. Rod can't see anything yeah. but Tina and she's being flung around left, that, that, right, Them centre. three slashes at the start were like this, the effects used there and that, that that killed Tina in itself is one of the best kills I've seen in any horror. Yeah. It, it was just so brutal. Like it's like Saw's good because it's just so gory but there's a different type of gore that's just not like disgusting wise but it's just, there's just so much happening and you can see like everything like a lot of horror films it's cutscenes like you get 
you get cutscene kills where you don't actually see anything happen but that was just full full on on. yeah you couldn't like she was crawling across the wall she was being dragged she was being thrown from corner to corner and eventually yeah it uh it kills her so by this point um nancy and glenn have both heard the commotion coming from the room and so they're trying to get in and when by the time they get in Tina's body's on the floor there's blood everywhere and the windows everything's rods run yeah um he assumes he'll be connected to the crime because what do you say yeah you You would be you'd you'd be you'd be just as good as guilty yeah so you know he he looks guilty so he runs and then we cut to the police station where nancy's sitting there and she's in shock she's she's in complete shock of what happened that's where you meet her parents who at first Mm -hmm. were portrayed out to be proper knobs like the way they spoke to her and stuff like she's just in a friend sorted well the aftermath of it i didn't get the the dad's name he's a sheriff yeah he is the sheriff maybe not a sheriff first first lieutenant that's what he was and the mum's called marge i knew that i i remembered the mum's name they're a little little bit harsh at the start they are and that's when i i wrote again like portraying characters to be knobheads right from the get-go so so you think you hate him but later on i learned to like both of them yeah that's very true so um it cuts to the next day at uh, the nancy's heading to school one you won't be going to school no. after that. But it's a horror film. It needs to be done. So they go into school and her mum's sort of like trying to encourage her to not go. She's yeah. like, you didn't sleep very well last night after everything that happened. And Nancy was like, I'd rather stay busy and stay at school. So she's on her way and then she looks back and she sees a, a person standing there, a figure standing there. And it Freddy's good and Nightmare on Elm Street's good because then you start thinking, the little things that seem out of place, you start thinking, is she in a dream? Yeah. Is she not in a dream? Where is she? Yeah. Is this Freddy Krueger in Keeps disguise? But Rod manages to grab hold of her and pulls her into the bushes and sort of says, you know, don't scream, I'm not going to... Yeah. I'm not going to hurt you and he's like they're going to think it's me that, that there was somebody in there with her I felt really sorry for him in the yeah. end I mean he got blamed for a murder he didn't commit it was never proven like the only people that will know that Rod didn't kill Tina is Nancy by the before end that I picked up on something that I think you might not have in between them two scenes you see on the television and you see him bringing out the body bag um, with Tina in yeah if you watch that back watch it and it is what the hell are they doing them two paramedics they're holding it like not like with two arms on each handle. They're holding it like side to side so her body's like that and her bloody arms just flopped out the body bag. <laughs> I just thought, Jesus, who's hired these two? Like, First day like, on the on, job. On live TV, you just see the bloody hand floating Wee. past them. Like, they're carrying it like it's a log like <laughs> under, under each arm. Tina the log. I was just like, I, I don't know how I managed to pick up on that, but I was like, whoa. whoa yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that, but that's quite interesting. Rod gets caught in the end because the first lieutenant, Nancy's dad, hired an investigator to keep an eye on her. Yeah. The investigator saw that Rod had grabbed hold of her, police got on the way, and he's arrested for what he's done. Now, it's not, what I really like is Nancy believes him. Yeah. There's, there's no... She doesn't question what he did. She doesn't question anything. All, the, all throughout the film, even when Rod was, like, at first murdered her and fleed, and then, well, was said to have murdered her yeah. and fleed, um when the fl- the first lieutenant was like, you know, he was the only one in the room with her, she was like, no, he didn't do it. Yeah. And I really like that. She's quite loyal, is Nancy. So, and it cuts to school after that. So Nancy, she's been, th- you know, she's seen her best friend murdered, one of them convicted, still makes it to school on time. That's what I like to see. Having a tough time, isn't she? Yeah, she is. I liked this bit because <laughs> all I heard was, yay, Elise, from you, and it made me laugh. Yeah, she, she, she looks the same as she does in... 
in Insidious and films like that. Yeah, she you're doesn't... like you, you. It's I don't remember it. It's something. It's like Lynn or something like that. It's a very short name, but yeah, she's in loads of horror films. Yeah, she's like a, a bit of a. She's quite a horror icon. Yeah, she's, she's like the always... Jamie. She's like a Jamie Lee Curtis in the yeah, background sort of thing. She's always been in them. We see Nancy sort of. She's dozing, and this is what I like because you're thinking, is she going to sleep? Is she awake? And you you can't really tell. So she hears a name being shouted well shouted sort of like shanted really more than shouted and looks over and she sees tina's body yeah and it's soaked in blood and it's all across the floor and then it's like she's being dragged yeah by somebody and so nancy follows it and you get the whole monitor have you got your pass yeah which i thought was yeah quite good, good. Nice touch. that really creeped me out actually yeah me too when well, the uh, strap jumper gives it away straight away yeah but you're kind of expecting something to happen and it yeah. doesn't which is which is good i like stuff but like then that. She, when she brings the knife out like that and oh mm. she's really creepy when she does it oh she reminds me of the you haven't watched this either i haven't watched this film actually and it's called sleepaway camp or something like that i've heard of it I think. yeah but the girl who was the whole pass monitor, she reminds me of the killer in that film. And it, ooh, it really creeped me out. Maybe it's the same person. Maybe I'm not seen. So Nancy follows this blood trail this of this, of this body bag. She ends up down in the basement of the school, which is the boiler room. And uh, yeah. it's when we first see Freddie. So he sort of follows her around, chases her, menaces her a little bit. She gets backed up into a corner He's, oh god, that scrape of the fingernails. It's awful, the, and it's just it one of those sounds that just goes straight it, through. My you. toes are curling even at the thought of it. <laughs> and um, she doesn't know what to do. She very geniusly, actually, very cleverly, just sticks her arm out. Arm gets burnt, it wakes her up, and she screams, completely freaks out in the middle of the class. Nancy visits Rod, I believe. She, yeah, in she the says. Cell. Yeah, in yeah. the prison cell. And she's sort of... He's admitted that he's seen the exact same person yeah. that you, Tina's you get, seen. You get the idea that, like, even he just, like, seems so astounded by Like, Tina at this point... Not Tina, Nancy's convinced, whereas his... He, it's like in his own head, he still can't believe what's happening. Yeah. Um... Because he seems like embarrassed to admit that he's in the same. Because people think he'll be he'll be crazy. Yeah, and it's it is it's really sad. But she can't can't do anything to help him. No, he's convicted. He he he'd be fried for it. Yeah, in that in that if that happened in real life, he, there's no getting out of it. Like, yeah. the, and he'd have been sentenced to you. the death penalty. It that it'd have been that. Yeah, that's what I thought about it though. I thought it's surprisingly easily easy for someone to get a visit, like one on one in a room alone with a. A con- well, a presumed murderer. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, maybe she had to, Dad's the first lieutenant, so maybe... But if that was my kid, he'd be going nowhere near. <laughs> you will go nowhere near that murderer. But um, we go, we cut to the bath scene. I don't know if you've seen this before yeah, in like clips and plenty stuff. plenty of times. This is a really cool scene. So Nancy's laid there and she's... A mum knocks on the door and... Well, actually, she's laid sort of like dozing and then the hand sort of creeps up and raise a hand and the door knocks and a mum bless her is just saying you know don't fall asleep it's don't fall asleep in the bath yeah i've said that i've got it here where i've put channel and for oh the mum's actually all right your first your first impressions are great but you throughout the film they show that they do love nancy and they do care for her yeah and i feel really bad for a mum at this point because she is only trying to help and i feel like nancy's a bit of a dick she can be yeah her. but by the same count the fact that we can see the mother drinking quite a lot heavily in the film probably implies that there's not a positive. Yeah, it's not the a fact great that she calls her mother all the time as well, like it's, it's such a formal Is that way an of class American thing. No, mom, the similar thing. Mother 
it's very formal and straightforward thing. Yeah. So I do. I, th- I think there's sort of a formality there, and for whatever reason, Nancy has got some withheld anger towards her. But she's a bit of a dick towards a mum, and a mum's just like, okay, well, I'll, I'll turn down your bed and sort sort everything out. And so she lays back and then tries to go to sleep. Like she, well, she don't try to go to sleep, but she ends up falling asleep, and then. Freddie drags her down yeah. into the water. I've, I've got down here just before that when she's fight. I've thought at this point in the film that one of the scariest things about the film is the aspect that um, fight, like the nightmare bit don't scare me, but the fact that like, imagine being told like, imagine being that frightened for your life that you can't sleep because yeah. fighting sleep is the hardest thing to do. God, it's so awful. When you're, when you're tired, tired, like when you haven't slept for over, like, over a day, like it's impossible to keep yourself awake. Like I haven't slept, if I don't sleep over like, for eight hours, I'm like exactly. So imagine if someone told you like you literally cannot, you cannot fall asleep. I don't think I could. That that was one of the the frightening aspects from the film. And I, I think that's it. The you know you can you can run from Haddonfield, you can leave Woodsboro. Yeah, but you can but never you get cannot away from fight sleep, sleep. So you cannot leave Freddie behind. And you never you never truly know either when you're falling asleep because the next thing you fa- when you wake up, the last thing you remember is falling asleep. Yeah. So you you never know when you truly are asleep so the fact that you could be laid there thinking i'm awake i'm awake then you could suddenly just be asleep like that when yeah. you're when you're that tired i think that is i think it's a really scary prospect yeah and so we get uh, glenn crawls through the window it's very scream that moment actually mm. it's quite i think i can see where craven billy loomis yeah i can see where craven did it because skeet ulrich was like the the character thing was the poor man's johnny depp <laughs> which i thought was really interesting yeah. but Glenn comes in and Nancy tells him that she has an idea, and so they he stays he's supposed to be staying awake and watching her while she's she falls asleep. Yeah. Um, she goes outside and she runs to the police station, and she's she sees him in a window. Is it like a window panel from yeah? The ledge the, the, she's above? I think the cells a floor below ground, so she could and there's like windows. On the ground level, yeah, and then she could see down like it's like a like a basement cellar thing. Yeah, and she's watching Rod and Freddie appears and walks through the the cell things. Yeah. Now I found this really interesting because is it because Freddie wasn't expecting it? To, like I'm pretty sure that Freddie didn't have an alarm saying Nancy's just like let's go. It's like he didn't notice she was there for a moment. I'm not. I'm not sure. I think. My my concept of it is Freddie controls anything that happens in the dream world. Okay. Because I don't think Freddie was actually like there with him at that time. He was also with Nancy. Like I think he planned the dream as a whole. Like he wanted a dream inside a dream. Like he wanted Nancy to see him about to kill him. Dreamception. Yeah, it's actually quite. <laughs> it's actually quite. A dream within a dream yeah, within like a dream. Old, it's like quantum physics. Yeah. That is. So she can't do anything about it, but she so she ends up running off. And I really love in this film at the big when I first saw Tina doing it in the opening, I was a bit like, "Come on, run a bit bloody quicker." But actually, it's that idea of in a nightmare you cannot run quick yeah. enough. And I think that sort of slow motion running was really dream esque, and it was it was quite interesting. She manages to wake up and she runs straight to the jail. She's begging them to let. I see him, she said that he's going to die, he's going to be killed, something bad's going to happen. And he he does get killed, unfortunately. So he get right, Freddie wraps the blanket the around the neck and hangs him. And the thing is as well with that, it's so... The, the, there was no vindication for Rod because nobody would know about Freddie Krueger apart from Nancy at this stage and the parents. Yeah. 
But Rod looked just looked like he was so guilty he committed suicide for killing Tina. Yeah, the, but that's how Freddy would have planned it to go. He would have loved someone to suffer by Freddy being known as a killer. Freddy Krueger is a game player. He he plays the long game. Yeah, he's in it for he's in it for sport, isn't he? Like, yeah, there's no. I don't think any other. I don't even think Ghostface is in it for sport. Like, like there's always a motive. Yeah, and once that's done, it's done. Like they're not going to keep killing for the rest of their life. Yeah. Whereas. Like, Freddy, I think, just does it purely for the fun of it. But Freddy does have a motive, which we find out a little bit later. Yeah, and I know about... I think I know about the story where he was a paedophile and was he wrongly convicted or... Well, actually, that's... That, that was in a Wes Craven's A New Nightmare, in it? The most no. Or is it the reboot? No, Wes Craven's New Nightmare was, like, meta-meta before Scream. So, New Nightmare, the person who played Nancy... Yeah, I, I, yeah. Was the, was the actress, is Heather, it, Is it I the remake, the then? That they, the the remake yeah. is the thing. But Freddy was originally supposed to be a paedophile in this one, but there was a, a few famous, quite well-known cases of child sexual child abuse claims being set around that time, so it was actually stripped back. So, Freddy was not actually known as a paedophile in the first one. He was he was a child murderer. I I think it should have stayed with that to be honest. What paedophile? No, stayed with a murderer. Child murderer. I think I think a child murderer is something that he, not like he can be like getting, but it's like oh right, but that by making him a paedophile, it just makes it a bit more like unnecessarily dirty. I think. I don't know. I think the way he's presented, so especially in you know, for instance, for example, where Nancy picks up the phone. And he's like, I'm your boyfriend now. And then he's like licking the... Yeah, like that, great that, yeah. But it it leads you towards nonce. Yeah, I Why get... do we always mention the word nonce in this episode? It's just it's a just good word. Not a good thing. It's a but... common word at the minute. Yeah. But yeah, it it does he- lean towards him having quite a sexual thing with the, the people that he's killed. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they had to strip it back, which is also one of my fun facts. I'm cutting him down today. So Nancy wakes up and, well, she's sort of like, she, you can see she's exhausted. The makeup team did a really good job with Freddie and I, they, they did superbly. But actually, if you can see in Nancy's face how exhausted she looks, yeah. it's, it's quite interesting. to see, Like, you can start seeing the bags under her eyes. Mm. Her face is very pale. I think that's important in a film that's about sleep deprivation, though. You've got... You've, You've got to look exhausted. And she did yeah, for a lot of the film. She was absolutely shattered. Then Nancy uh, goes to the hospital. So a mum, like she completely freaks out and a mum is like, right, okay, well, I'm going to get some professional help. It's at yeah. Rod's, is it a Rod's funeral? I don't yeah. know if it's Rod or Tina's. We don't ever see Tina's funeral, but we don't ever see Rod's funeral. So it could be either. Well, first lieutenant, her dad is at the funeral. And I found it weird if, if he'd go to the funeral, the person who he locked up and then hung himself. Yeah, like true. The, I don't think the family would want him there. Yeah, so we'll say it's Tina's. Yeah, not 100% sure, but we'll say it's Tina's. So Marge says, well, I'm going to get some professional help. So she takes to the hospital where she's all wired up. And you gave like you you told me that that's what Shah does, which I was quite impressed by. Yeah, I'd love e- to do geez. that. Yeah, that's so well, interesting. Well, them charts that you saw, she has to sit and read them all day. So that's so impressive. Um, though. And I've got a point there, and this, this will mean nothing to you, but it really made me chuckle. And I don't know why the film would have done this, but. When they take, when they're putting the wires on a head, it, you, it's like stickers that you use, like you know what I mean. Like, yeah. But they use like these little things that I use at work, like little electrical lugs, and I I just chuckled to myself and thought, why the fuck have they picked them about of <laughs> all things like? And they're think just, electrical. It's just these little wave. tiny metal things that just like you put them in like on top of a screw and screw it in. And I thought, why have they put them on a head like? Because it looks 
dream-esque and no, hospital-wise. Yeah, but to, I didn't to the, care. To the untrained eye, like someone who doesn't know about them, you won't think, but I just, it just made me chuckle a bit. Nancy's in the hospital and, you know, they managed to get her to sleep. The what Marge and this doctor are watching her sleep. So they're watching her go from light sleep to REM sleep. And I just found this scene really interesting. Like I was watching it and... I really liked how we didn't see anything of Freddie, but we started to see Nancy react. Yeah. And then everything went off the charts. The, the guy said, this isn't normal. I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, I think the numbers are changing, but she was changing. She was going mental, wasn't she? Yeah, so, but it was... I think it was. it's more inclined to the idea that Freddie's in control, not Nancy. So it's like Nancy's not having a nightmare willingly. Freddie is making her yeah. have a nightmare. And so that's, that's the difference between why the numbers weren't rapidly changing yeah, like she saying. was reacting yeah, that's a good point actually and i thought that was really clever um so she wakes up and she's got blood she's got a cut all the way across is it her arm yeah yeah she's yeah. got a cr- cut across her arm yeah, and she also around, yeah. brought back yeah freddie's cap and you know at this point i mean i know nobody nobody in the right mind is going to think oh my god she brought that out for a dream but she didn't walk in with it yeah and you know it, she didn't do that to herself so clearly something's not right yeah. and the doctor tries to sedate her and it absolutely she it shits the life out of her so she boots him back she's quite fierce as nancy i quite like nancy as a final girl she's yeah. cool even though she's not really a final girl because he kills her in the third one well i don't need to watch it <laughs> yeah for me <laughs> But she's in the she's in the hospital and the mum like pulls back her hair and her hair's turned grey. Mm. I quite like that. She got a grey streak in her yeah. hair through fear. I really enjoyed that. She's it's just such a clever film. Um Yeah, it's it's better than I thought it was gonna be. I mean I'm happy about this because I knew there was a certain apprehension you were sort of almost dreading yeah, I won't it really coming look forward up. To watching it. But you can't do a horror podcast without not mentioning a nightmare on straight. Well, we've got to do the other. We've got another Oh, we've yeah, got to work with the second window in our um, Halloween calendar box. We do. Our lovely stepmom Yara. Um, I feel like Yara's some sort of sponsor- sponsorship deal. I feel like I know she's the only person who will listen to this all the way through religiously. So I feel like it's me and you like, having a podcast for Yara. <laughs> that's it. That's the way Just I'm dedicate look- that's every episode to Yara. It. That's how it's I know she listens to some of them, but I, the films she hasn't watched. But I think she likes this film. I, I think know. she really likes She keeps asking me when we were recording it. I know some of my students are listening as well. Oh. Because we were doing... I was going to say special shout-outs to him then, but you probably shouldn't name him on <laughs> no. the because then you won't be going to work. Well, we were writing um, an article today about somebody you admired, and one of the kids were like, Miss, I'm going to do Creeping It in the Family. And I was like, shuts up. Oh, Christ. <laughs> he didn't. Thank God for that. I think he was just messing I'd about... I'd like shut the laptop then and call it quits. Just... <laughs> <laughs> we're Cancelled. We're done. Anyway, so she meets Glenn at the bridge... Uh, afterwards and he's talking about sleep deprivation and things like that and she just whacks out this kind of booby traps and survival guides i was like yeah, fucking yeah. Hell, when did it turn into home alone yeah yeah I, when i thought that i thought this is going to be quite good actually because i do like stuff like that like, yeah and i like i like how proactive she is like she's not just sitting there and waiting for it to happen and to a certain extent oh my god nev campbell i'm so sorry sydney prescott i'm so sorry but actually nancy is more proactive than sydney is I was just about to say this, in, in, in most horror films, the final girl, especially when it's a franchise, like um, these trilogies or multiple films, the first film is them being very weak and just getting lucky at the end, and then the rest of the film's like, I'm not scared of you anymore, yeah, whereas Nancy was kind of like just, that from the get-go. Yeah, and I love that. And 
you know, she goes Kevin McAllister on Freddie's ass. I mm. love it. I think it's the best thing. And mum, she comes home. She, she had a row with her mum before about the hat and she was describing yeah, what it looked yeah, like. Yeah. And you could just see her mum's face drop and she sort of realised, she was like, no shit, this is, this is serious. Yeah. So her mum whilst drinking, says, right, you need to follow me down to the basement. I need to tell you something. So we get Freddie's backstory. Um, he was a child murderer. We've just said he was supposed to be a molester um, as well as a killer. In the remake, I believe that they found out that it was, it was him because the mother was undoing the girl's dress. Like, there were scratch marks down her back, like nail, like razor marks down her bare back. Right. And she was only about five or six years old. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, it, it went pretty dark pretty quickly. And he does... He, he, Freddy Krueger just... He, the way he talks and the way he acts, he sounds like a predator. Mm. And it, I yeah. do... I, as much as God... It's the worst thing you could do to a child in the world. What worst thing you could do in general, but especially to a child, it is. It's what makes him such a shit character, a shitty person. Yeah, the, I I understand. That, I agree with what you're saying, but because I don't know, it just it just I I just think it could have been necessary for him to not have been a child molester. He could have just been a child killer, because that's still something that made me think. Oh, he's a bad person. Where it's like, I just feel like the molester bit's unnecessary, especially when they're not even going to portray him as that much. Like people like him, like is it like yeah. people like him as a as a character that the not idolised Freddy, but do you know what I mean? It's, it's mad, isn't it's it? It's popular. It's not like oh yeah, th- that horrible that killer that yeah. in that film. It's like it's like it's, oh, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, I love him. I love that. I love the character. Yeah, and the character the essentially make him a child molester. You, do you know, know what I'm, do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that's that's. It, I don't mind it. It's not. It's not well, a deal breaker. It was but... originally supposed to be one. Yeah. So it was changed, and maybe. They didn't reshoot the scene, so the predator-like behaviour was possibly how yeah. he behaved. What? The, yeah, it's really interesting that when my, we talked about mum having a poster of Freddy Krueger on a wall, Freddy Krueger was a child killer. Yeah, that, yeah, do you get it's what I'm mad, saying now? It? Yeah, do you it, get what I'm like, saying? It's you know, we we admire, we like this character. We do. He's a likable character, maybe, as evil as he is. Maybe it's just in because of in today's age, like everyone's offended at everything. Um, mm. I'm not saying that this isn't something to be offended by, but I mean, you, you couldn't get away with it. <laughs> Child murder. You, you couldn't get. I don't think you could get away with doing that now. Like I, don't, I think if the film was made today, they wouldn't. They wouldn't make it a child molester, just because people would be like, "Well, what's yeah, the point?" Yeah, but they did. Oh, That's yeah, what it was, it was in the remake. Yeah, but how long ago was a remake? 2010? Yeah, I'd say it was a I'd while say back. There was nowhere near that bad of a, of a snowflake. <laughs> this whole thing just reminds me of, and what's worse than a rapist? A child. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, so Freddie was a child murderer. He got found out. He got arrested, but there was a technicality with a search warrant from the police, and so he got off the hook because the case was thrown out because they shouldn't have searched the house when they did. And then the parents took matters into their own hands. They set fire to yeah. the place he was in, and it killed him. It it was a I, I note it down. It's actually a really like good storyline. Yeah, it's really good because they didn't normally in a in a horror film you learn more about the killer as a, as a film go on when when there's like a a, a big sequel of them or like big sets. Yeah. Um, and Freddy's was kind of just like a quick little motive for in there, but it was a good motive and it still left a lot to the explanation. Well, how is he haunting in dreams? Like it yeah. didn't explain every single bit of how it got there because some of it should just be left to mystery. And it is, it's, it, it's weird with Freddy because you're like, yeah, actually he does have a motive to kill the children, but then I'm thinking, hang on a minute. No, he was a child killer in the first yeah. place. So he doesn't have a motive that's stripped away from him. So yeah, it's, it, it, Wes Craven did a very good job with this character 
and the writer did an excellent job as well. The, the what I found weird was the mum kept the knife. Yeah. Here, I even kept his knives. Yeah, that, right. that's a bit right, strange. Right, <laughs> Fucking weirdo. You've got, Nancy then rings Glenn and she has a plan with him and she says, you know, just meet me, meet me at the door at midnight. She was like, do not go to sleep because there's bars on the window now yeah. so we can't get through that way. But she's like, whatever you do, do not go to sleep. And then you've got... Yeah. Um, but we don't people... but we don't know he falls asleep and, uh, or he, he does fall asleep and his mum wakes him up at, at this time i thought but bearing in mind i've not seen the film um glenn like when tina was that her name yeah tina and nancy talking about seeing the same things in a dream he can't the camera pans to him and he kind of gives like a little glance if to say what them two so i thought throughout the whole film like oh he knew in his head like he, he was having the same but never wanted to admit it or didn't want to speak about it but he didn't really he never he never believed in it or saw him until his death, was it? I don't know. I think there was a little bit of belief there. I think for him to go along with what he did, there had to be something. Like, you know, if, if I had a significant other that was like, there's a crazy man trying to kill me in my dreams, I'd be like, yeah, right, pal. But he, he, he goes through with it for Nancy and he sort of, he helps her and he tries to help her. I mean, he's a bit fucking but, useless. But I think but... with how happy he was to fall asleep, like not happy as in like he tried to, but he didn't, he wasn't scared of sleep. I think if he if he knew it, I mean, well it's in what Tina and uh, Nancy it's in then he'd probably be be a bit more scared reluctant to go to yeah sleep. yeah okay I, I see that so anyway um, we realise he is in the dream Paul Glenn's killed and it's such that, a good kill that shocked me you know I, I put like that's a surprising kill like because I thought they were going to be like the power couple like the young couple that everyone wants to root for and the survivors so when he died I was like god like I, I really wasn't expecting yeah. it and the thing is as well it's difficult to say to a, a modern it, well it's easier to say to a modern audience oh my god you don't kill Johnny Depp yeah but Johnny Depp Johnny wasn't, Depp wasn't Johnny anybody Depp then, yeah so you know this was this is one of his acting debuts he never actually it, it was the first thing I ever saw him in for certain yeah but yeah, so he and it's such a good death. The fact he's swallowed by the bed, mm. and then all this blood yeah, just it's spurts another, up. It's another one of them ones, isn't it? The iconics, the, yeah. the ones that you, you've seen clips of, even if you haven't seen the film. Yeah, you know, if you get like your top ten Mojo top ten kills, Watch and Mojo, then yeah, he's, he's definitely he's it's definitely there a lot of the time. Um, Nancy seems to be like taking this well. She's like, okay, yeah. Boyfriend's dead. Yeah, she acts like she's seen a lot, doesn't she? Yeah. she it doesn't seem to phase her anymore yeah, at this she's, point anyway. She's done well. But ugh, this is the bit that, I mean, I like it because it's like Nancy, it, it shows Nancy has got a soft spot for a mum. But when she was like putting a mum to bed and it was sort of yeah. like the roles were reversed. Yeah, and it was saying. like, you know, I put the bottle down. Yeah. And, you know, she gave her mum a kiss goodnight. And it's that thing of, if because na- everybody close to Nancy is being killed now. So... Does that mean that a mum's not safe anymore either? And that yeah, really, yeah, it threw me off a little bit, and I was a bit like, "Oh, poor Nancy." But is it something to do with kids? Because, I, I, well, in this film anyway, I haven't seen the rest, so you'll probably know. But it never still seems to be in adults' uh, dreams on one nightmares. It's only kids. Yeah, it is. It's, it's so teenagers. It's, it's because you'd have thought from what is from what that group of people did, they'd be the ones who he'd want to try and killing the nightmares and stuff so why is it going after the kids well because the kids had hurt the adults more yeah because you yeah. know once you die your suffering's done yeah yeah the I kids get, the parents have to live with that sort of suffering yeah um so at that point nancy goes into complete combat mode so she's hatching all these booby traps she's like yeah i've got this it's fine 
she sets her alarm for 10 minutes. She's planning to bring Freddy out of the dream. Yeah. Sort of, isn't she? Um, so she sets her alarm for 10 minutes and goes to sleep. I mean, part of me was like, God, go to sleep that quickly. Like, how, even though you are exhausted, and I mean, she must be beyond exhausted, the adrenaline surely have been like, shit, I'm about to... I think exhaustion... Yeah, I get what you're saying, but I don't know. I think exhaustion would be yeah. more Well, she deserves a... a bit of sleep, so I'm, I'm willing to overlook this. So she falls asleep and then meets with Freddy again. Meets him, yeah. Drags him back. Yeah. She hunts him. She's shouting. She's like, Kruger, come on out, yeah. you bastard. Like, she's really... She's she's the predator now. So I, I guess you're right in what you said earlier, referring back to when I said, I wonder if he controls the person in the dream, because... I don't think Freddy would have... Like, he likes to be the one that make... Like, she wasn't very scared. She was approached saying, where are you? Come on. Where he'd want it to be, like, scary and her to be running for her life and yeah. stuff like that. So maybe maybe he doesn't control the person. He can just control everything that happens in the surroundings. Yeah, so she... Oh, God. Wes Craven makes some badass final girls, doesn't yeah, he? Like, he does. he does it well. So she manages to pull Freddy out of the dream. Um, ten, the ten minutes are up. Thinking that's when she pulls him through because at first he's not there, is he? She's like, I am crazy. Yeah. And then he pops up. And then he pop. That's it. Yeah. So then he pops up and she's like, Right, okay, I'm on it. So she manages to sort of get him off her because he's in the real world now, yeah, which means he game. can be hurt. She runs. She manages to run out the door, locks it, sets a little trap runs downstairs and Freddie open like managed to yeah. kick open the door. Meanwhile Nancy's screaming at the police from across the road at Glenn's house to get over here. Yeah, I've got down slow ass cop. Like oh, he's just staring he said if you see anything funny, come get me. And his daughter's there <laughs> his daughter's there screaming like get <laughs> my dad, get my dad help, help and he's like he's just staring at her like mm. then in the end he's like oh, I better go to get the lieutenant. It's like for fuck's sake. I know you've got a like things have got to be done in a certain way in a horror film to make it yeah, make effective. sense. But come on, like just cut his time down a little bit from when he's just staring. Yeah, so you know she's trying to shout. She's putting windows through. She puts the door window through, and she's like, "I need some help. Somebody help me!" She hears Freddie get out the door. There's a like hammer that goes into his gut, yeah. and he's in loads of pain, and he ends up falling down the stairs, or falling like over the banisters yeah, down yeah. the stairs. Nancy sees him; she knows she has to move now, yeah. so she runs down to the basement. Freddie comes after her, and she ends up setting him alight. Now, this is where, funnily enough, I thought the film would end. So, like in fire, being burnt, yeah. be, being yeah. burnt, that was it. So Freddie's on fire. She locks him in the um, basement. Very. Halloween 2018 style, may I Yeah, add and as I, well. could, I could also see, like, and I don't mind seeing this, but the Freddy, in this scene when he's going up the basement stairs and he's on fire, um, you can see it's someone wearing a, a big fireproof suit. Yeah. But I don't mind that because it, may, it just makes me think that that scene must have been so intense to film, like. God, it must have been terrifying. Like, nowadays, that's all done with CGI. Eventually, the police actually arrive and run, and Nancy's shouting, I've got him down here, I've got him down here. She gets out the door. The police come in and all there are are like little blots of yeah, fire. Yeah, fireworks falling, coming yeah. up the stairs. So they chase it. That looked good. Yeah, her and her dad chase it. They find Freddie on top of Marge, her mum, and Marge is like burnt to a crisp. Yeah. And like she goes down into the bed. That looks sick, that's it. Yeah, that was real cool. I like that. And you know what? We've got to think about it. Yes, it's not polished, it's not perfect, but that's what I like about it. That was done the, without the, the, the kills computers. The were very creative. Yeah, and, and it was done without computers. Yeah, they didn't hold back with the effects. They had stuntmen and, the, you know, special. Of, they had special effects in forms of a fire suit. Mm. So it does, it adds that extra risk into it and I really liked that. Then you've got Marge being burnt, the 
dad holds Nancy and he's like, I'm so sorry. Because Freddie just disappears with yeah. her and uh, inside the bed. And Nancy sort of stands and she's like, can I Can I just have a minute? I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be down in a minute. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah sure, Nancy. Her. See you in a Wayne minute. Wayne's just vanished. What a joke. A and she sort of closes the door and she waits. And then Freddie reappears and she's like, I knew you were there, yeah, Freddie. Yeah, I knew it wasn't over yet. She, I think that throws him. That throws Thread yeah, he feels kind of sussed out. He, yeah, he doesn't like it. No, he doesn't like to be outsmarted. No, and she did outsmart him. And so she says, I want my mum back. I want my friends back. I want everything back as it was. I'm not afraid of you. And then he goes to grab her, but then disappears yeah. because... She's... To be fair, everything that... It, and Freddy versus Jason also did this very well. Yeah. It was the idea of, I'm not afraid of you. Yeah, you're pa he's powerless without people being scared of him. Yeah, and Freddy thrived. Freddy regained his life on Freddy versus Jason by people talking about him and the yeah. fear growing about yeah. him. His, and that's why, he, spread out again. that's why he instigated Jason because they wanted Jason to do the killings and everybody to think it was Freddy so yeah. they could come back. And... So he dissolves, she comes out of the door and suddenly it's really bright outside, it's really lovely, everything's all right I knew again. what was going on here, I thought this... this it's this too white, it's too clear. And you see the red and green top of the car, so yeah, right. Yeah, it comes over, doesn't it? So that yeah. you can't see it from the very beginning, you just see Glenn, Tina and Rob yeah. waiting for but it. But it's all really, like, the the effect on the on the film is like, it's like these like really glistening shots and you just think this isn't, yeah, this this isn't, isn't real life. This isn't Something real. Is going on here. Marge is at the door and she's like, you know, have a really good day at school and she and that Madge is saying, you know, I'm not I'm not drinking, I've stopped drinking. And it is, it's almost like it's what Nancy wanted it to be. Yeah, this is a this is this her is dream, her dream. Not nightmare, yeah. So she gets in the car and then the hood comes up. A little fun fact here, not a behind the scenes fact, but a little fun fact that I read about. Um the reaction of the cast jumping and going, Oh, was real because it wasn't supposed to slam down ah, that fierce. And then we learn that it's actually Freddy. Yeah. As the that, car. That door scene I love when People, people uh, slate it, but I love it. I, just I think, love the end scene. Like, it, yeah, when you slow it down, and nowadays when pitch colour is a lot better, you can see it's obviously not. It's a figurine. Yeah, but that that's creepy. It's yeah. scary. To get I, lo I love it. I think it's it's really and good. And he, he just pulled, she just gets pulled through, yeah. and then that's the end of the film. Just a quick note. I mean, maybe not you, because you're not, you haven't watched A Nightmare on Elm Street until now, but dreaming of Freddy is quite a scary thing. Like, I've had nightmares that feature yeah. Freddy Krueger, and that's weird because it's sort of like a film within a dream, but then you're having a dream of the film yeah. about being in a dream, yeah. and it is really frightening. I, I very rarely have nightmares, and it is very rare that I have them, but when I do, Freddy Krueger is usually involved in, yeah. inside the dream, and so it can be quite frightening and quite startling to see a figure that's a killer in dreams appear yeah, in your in, dream. even in your sleep, you're like 50% conscious like you know you don't you don't know but you also know like what you're looking at like why like you'd be like oh that's Freddy Krueger from this film I know yeah. why he's there so yeah I get what you're saying yeah it's quite scary as I say I have I don't get a lot of nightmares but I have dreamt of Freddy Krueger before and it is because it's so accurate in the film that Freddy can do whatever he wants and he just appears places mm. that's what he does in the nightmares and it'd be really interesting to hear if any listeners also, if there are any listeners I'm sure can you wear the, sure. can you wear the hi, tiny veil hi, hi Yara <laughs> I'm sure she's listening Hi, Dad. If you might not have made it if, this far, actually. If we get a message from Yara saying about what we've just said now, we'll yeah. know she's not been listening yeah. this far. Test, Yara. Test. Um, but yeah, that's the end of the film. And it is. It's an 80s film. It's it's a slasher. It's But it's 
it's different from anything else. I I enjoyed it. it. It's yeah, it's different. It's not there to to scare you and make you jump. Which to be fair, I do admire in a film that's just not cheap jump scares. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to watching the sequel, uh, whenever that may be. I won't be too excited. Yeah, it's a bit of a drop off. <laughs> no, the second one is okay. Dream Warriors is my favourite sequel. I really like that one. That one's quite gruesome. Um, but then after that, yeah, he, he like kills people Wreck It Ralph style and stuff yeah. like that, like video games and things like that. But it is, he, he became a comedy character as much as he became a horror character. Yeah. And West culture, Craven, that's yeah, what it was. Yeah, Wes Craven sold the rights to Nightmare on Elm Street after the first one. So I do think that maybe, I don't know whether Wes re- regrets that because well, of what it became. Maybe, yeah. But, you know, we can't ask him because he's dead and all. So. so, fun facts, have you got any fun facts? Oh, yeah, have you got any left? Yeah, so Charlotte's fun facts. You can't look, don't be looking at my box I won't look in. Right, so what was the budget for this film? I can promise you I won't get any of these right. Ah, sorry, Charlotte's cat's just jumped up and scratched my foot. Freddy, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, yeah, isn't it? That could have made me jump. Um, yeah, so I won't get any of these right, but I'll guess at them. Okay. So the budget. The budget. When was it? Was this before or after Halloween? Oh, Halloween John Carpenter. I think it was 1984. 600,000? No. What? $1.8 million. Yeah, quite a lot. Yeah, so it was one point, But quite a small budget for a horror film With still. that many effects in it. I mean, well. I know that Halloween was like massively small budget, but yeah, with the effects it was, it was $1.8 million. So how much did it make in the box office? Do you want to tell you what Halloween was? No, no, no. It's $150 million. I'm, I'm miles off. You're miles off. What was quite... Was Scream quite big? Yeah, Scream was massive. I don't know if Scream was... I don't necessarily know if Scream was bigger than... I don't know where I've got that number from. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Right, let me go again then. All right, I'll let you have one more guess. Uh, 39 million. No, 57 million. Right. So it made, what, 55.2 million more than it... So it profited yeah, at 50... Yeah, not bad, is it? Check that maths out. Check that maths out. Look at that. I hope I got that right, because I sound like a real knob if I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Behind the scenes and fun fact trivia from me... Disney first took interest in the film. Really? But they asked Wes Craven to tone it down. So it was the idea of it being a person haunting nightmare, sort of like a Halloween that sound probably, thing. Probably without all the gruesome Yeah, kills. like a PG thing. And But Craven obviously declined. And then the next one we've got is, the film was actually inspired by an event in the 1970s where South Asian refugees, after fleeing to the US because of war and genocide and things like that, suffered disturbing nightmares and refused to sleep. And because of the exhaustion and the frightful nightmares, uh, some of the men died in their sleep when they gave in to exhaustion. So that was part of what inspired the film. Craven was also inspired by an elderly man who... uh, Wes Craven was just standing outside... So sorry, standing by the window of his home, he saw an old man walking past outside, and the old man just stopped and looked at him for a minute, yeah. and then continued walking, which I thought was really creepy. That would actually shit the life out of me. Um, Robert England was not the first choice for Freddy. David Warner was originally cast, but had to back out due to schedule conflicts. So Robert England, we might not have had the Freddy Krueger that we had today. There's loads of them cases though, in it where things are yeah. just—it's like fate. If you yeah. believe in fate, Freddy, like some nobody, things are just meant to be. Nobody will be able to. Top. Yeah. Well, is he OG and he's the original? I mean, he wasn't in the remake. It was played by, I can't remember his name. And I really like him, actually. Not as Freddy, though. But Robert England originally didn't... I don't think he went... It was something about he either didn't audition or he went with his friend, Jackie something Earls or something like that. And 
Jack uh, Earls, the guy you auditioned but didn't get it the first time, played Freddy in the remake. Right. Weirdly. So I thought that was quite interesting. Courtney Cox auditioned for the role of Nancy. Really? She did. Um, but obviously then was cast as Gail Weathers in Scream. And then lastly, Freddy Krueger's jumper was selected red and green because the eye struggles to comprehend them together. Ah, so red so and green like this, were too conflicted. Yeah, yeah oh, it was that's a clever. distorting picture. That's cool. So that was my fun fact. So would you rather, I haven't got the full thing written down, so this might need some tweaking. If you could have a superhero's power, but I think I, can't, I think I decided on, not a superhero, a killer's character, yeah. the supervillain characters. Yeah. Which power would it be? Now let me list what they'll be. And I think for none of them, you're, you're immortal. Okay. So all of them, you have the, the potential to be killed. Okay. So Ghostface. Oh no, don't narrow down the list. Well, I was going to tell you that because Ghostface, um, his ability, like... like Okay, like, so you're giving me the list I'm of abilities. You, yeah, but so like Ghostface speed, so the way you can just, like what, like is A, turn away, look back, he's gone. Okay. Michael Myers's, oh, what did I decide on? Michael Myers's durability. Yeah. So six gunshot wounds would probably kill you, but in the sense of getting stabbed several times, you just, nothing like that seems to kill you. It, it has to be like a burned alive job. Would or, it injure you? The same way it does him, like he seems to get over it after a minute, doesn't he? <laughs> He's over it. He's he gets cool. stabbed and he just sits back up. Jigsaw's planning, just just in yeah, terms organization. of- Yeah, organisation. Yeah, organisation and okay. like ability to what, like organise a, a mass scale event. Ghostface, Ghostface Michael, Michael Myers. Myers, Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Uh, Jason Voorhees is, I'd probably say he's the strongest one out of all of them. So maybe his strength, like the ability just to like crush people with his hand and okay. stuff like that. Freddy's ability to manipulate Fre situations. Freddy's ability to manipulate, but it's, so he's still, he'd still have his nightmares, but okay. he could get killed at any point in a nightmare or in a dream. No, I'll say actually you have to bring him back. Because I've said to kill, kill Michael, it'd have to be something okay. drastic. So, Freddy, you have to bring him back. So, he is killable. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, there's your five. Oh, I had another one. What, what was the other one? So, I'll pick my one. I'll pick from the five. And I think it'll be Freddy. Because he's... I wouldn't sit there and think... Like, without... Nancy would not have known that she could bring Freddy out of the dream if she hadn't brought his hat out of the dream. Yeah. So, I feel like it'd take a while to uncover it. Yeah. So, if I could have that sort of situation, that'd be great. But if I was going to pick one extended, because you did ask me to think about this yeah, before the podcast episode, and I did get come up with a good one. And so when you were like, limiting my choices, I was like... Why was it? I would have gone with shape-shifting, like Pennywise. Yeah. Like it. That is a good one. Yeah, because you could be any, you'd be the worst nightmare. Shape-shifting's overpowered, though. That is, I'd, I'd pick that one as well. Yeah, it's the idea that it could be anything. I mean, you know, if the person was afraid of Freddy Krueger, I wouldn't shape-shift into Freddy Krueger. Yeah. But shape-shift's based on what you've yeah. got so i think yeah. pennywise if i could pick my own right so now we've finished the would you rather the only thing left to do is open up door two on this uh 13 day spooky halloween countdown which if you didn't if you didn't remember <laughs> last week it's, it, it's is it who is it what who is it by who gave us oh it? yara in case oh, yara yeah so every door there's a different little figure of a of a killer or a horror figure so we're going to do next week's film based on what is in this door. So Charlotte is okay. now opening number two. Does it open upwards? I yeah, it's so. exciting. I don't want to look because I don't want to give it away through the packaging. Yeah. So we are going to be watching Beetlejuice. Never watched it. Shut up. No, I've never watched Beetlejuice. I've seen it playing in the background. Like I've seen you and Wayne watching it, I think, before, but I've never watched it. Is it scary? It's not scary, it's... Oh, two non-scary films in a row. Yeah, but it is... It's, it's, a, it's a look of the draw. It I'll is... watch it. 
it's quite scary. Nightmare on Elm Street's proved that it doesn't have to be scary to be a good film. So. This is true, and Beetlejuice is an amazing film. Right, I'll watch it then. Okay. Right, so... You sound so disappointed. I was expecting, like, a Pennywise, because I've never seen it, or... I'm dreading... I I, I'm doing a horror podcast, and I haven't seen some very questionable films. I'm dreading when we open it, and it's The Exorcist. Who's that? Who's I'm going to throw up in my mouth. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Looks like the Joker, but with the green hair and pale skin, but yeah, I doubt who is it. it? I kind of wanted to leave mine boxed up, because Yara got us one of these each. Yara? Yeah, yeah, we yeah, got right. these. Okay, cool. I didn't know whether to leave mine boxed up because I know what's going to be in them, but at the same time, I quite like to have the figures sat out, sat on my on my shelf or something. You yeah, can just open them with me and add them in if you want. Yeah, I will. Wayne was on about putting up a shelf with it, like a little <laughs> shelf for them all standing up. I think these are so cute. They are good, aren't they? Yeah. Oh. Well, that's that's the end of that then. So next week will be Beetlejuice. Don't say it three times. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot that you hadn't watched the film, so that just sounded so <laughs> cringy on my part. <laughs> Look, I thought, I, thought it was, the... I thought it was like going, don't say it three times. Like, well, I wasn't fucking planning to. <laughs> like, all right. So if you've watched the film, you'll know what I mean by that. If you haven't, you'll just think I'm a bigger wanker as my brother does right now. Right, so we'll we've, see you. Yeah, we've been creeping it in the family. See you Monday. See you Monday.